everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. Really just some news. Really just some news. It's Wednesday, which means it's just some basic news day. So we're going to go through some of the biggest stories, talk about some of those implications. As you can see by the title, the Bill Belichick era is over in New England, and so is Justin Herbert's season. So we'll talk about what that means and more coming up on Wake and Take. So sit back, relax, sip your coffee, and enjoy the show. Feeling festive this morning. We're, we're just a couple weeks away from Christmas, so I'm busting out the, the Christmas turtlenecks. And in case you're wondering, this is not the only Christmas turtleneck I have. I've warned you guys. I've said I have way too many turtlenecks. This is evidence part number one. Anyway, we have some football to talk about today. Good morning, everyone. Welcome into the chat. Anthony, Robert, Jess, TikTok, Instagram, all of you guys. Great to see you. We're going to start things off and we'll just, you know, go with the title. We'll just go with the title. This is Bill Belichick. It has been reported by NBC Sports Boston that after this season, the Patriots will officially be parting ways with Bill Belichick, one of the greatest head coaches of all time. And it came out from the reporter, Tom E. Curran, that this decision was actually come to after the Colts lost November 12th uh, in Germany, after they lost to the Colts in Germany, 10 to 6. Uh, the quote itself, when they came out of the loss to the Colts on November 12th in Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made. They were going to play out the season, and at the end of the year, there would be a parting of ways for a variety of reasons. So it seems it's not just, you know, the poor performance of the Patriots team as a whole the last few seasons, but also just the fact that Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft, as reported, have not really been able to get along the last few seasons either, butting heads a lot. And so it seems that his time in New England will be done at the end of the season, which makes sense, which makes sense. Uh, it, it has not been a great run outside of Tom Brady's departure. Uh, it, it's been pretty bad. And so they're going to be moving on from him. There is some uh, some potential that Bill Belichick could be traded. We could be seeing another head coach trade involving this as he is technically under contract in 2024, one more season under contract on the Patriots. So look for a potential trade to happen with this. They're starting to become some rumblings with that as well. So that is something to keep our eye on. But Bill Belichick, his time in New England is done. I do want to say, I do want to say about Bill Belichick, you know, just, I just want to play this. I know that it ended terribly, but we still have to look fondly on the years that Bill Belichick gave us as the head coach of the New England Patriots, especially the years with Tom Brady. Now, I'm not going to go so far as to say it was all Tom Brady. I do still firmly believe that Bill Belichick was a huge part of the Patriots' success. And the the, the coming together, the, the matching of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is really what led to that dynasty. And it really was just beautiful to watch. Rarely, rarely are we treated to such dominance by a team in any sport. This dynasty that we enjoyed with the Patriots was something special. And I don't know when we're going to see it again. We thought we'd see it with the Chiefs, but now we see that they're not doing that well. We thought maybe a few years back we'd see it with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson, but that ended as well. Uh, maybe now we're going to go into the 49ers, but it seems to be that with these teams that catch fire, they don't last as long as the New England Patriots did. I mean, it truly was spectacular what the Patriots were able to pull off with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I mean, the six Super Bowl rings doesn't get much better than that. Bill Belichick still, even with the last couple seasons tainting his legacy, still easily a Hall of Fame coach, still easily one of the best in the game. And sure, 
maybe he failed to adapt to a changing NFL and tried to stick into his old ways with the Patriots way, with defense first, with not getting the, the right wide receivers, with not investing in the offense really at all. But still, everything up to that point, up until this changing, has been fantastic. And even that, even that, I mean, you, you go back just a few seasons ago to the Super Bowl against the Rams. That's like right when this offense, uh, offensive league was starting to become that, right? A, a more offensive league. And he still held the Rams to what was it, three points, right? I mean, he has had some great, great defensive game plans. He's still keeping it fresh, still finding new wrinkles in the NFL playbook and rule book. And I, I just love it. Bill Belichick will easily go down as one of the best football minds in history. I think he still has it. Of course, Part of the issue here was his general manager duties. I think that ultimately is where it all went wrong. Great head coach, terrible general manager at the end of the day. He got lucky that Tom Brady took pay cuts. He got lucky that Tom Brady made, you know, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Wes Welker, all of those guys, all pros. He got lucky there. But he still put the Patriots in positions to succeed with a very successful defensive game plan and keeping the Patriot way going. So Bill Belichick, while his legacy may have been tainted the past couple seasons, to me, still one of the greatest to ever do it, and I'm sad to see it end in such a poor way. So best of luck to Bill Belichick going forward. I hope he doesn't retire. I kind of hope that this trade thing comes true and we could see where he ends up. See, you know, just, just another example of what Bill Belichick could do in a new system. Could be cool to see. Could be cool to see, but ultimately, his general manager duties end the day, and he is out in New England, and they will be moving on rebuilding completely the next few seasons. Another big story, and this was official. We talked about it a little bit yesterday. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert officially underwent surgery on his fractured right index finger and has landed on season-ending IR, will be out for the rest of the season. They'll be rolling with Easton Stick. So Justin Herbert, this is the best thing for him. You know, sure, he could come back and play probably this week. Let's be honest here. We've seen quarterbacks play through injured fingers a lot. I know this is his throwing hand, so probably a little bit more difficult. But still, if the Chargers were in the playoff hunt and actually had a good team, I guarantee this would be no more than a one-week absence. But given the state of the organization right now, they decided to just end the year for him. And I think ultimately that is the best move. Don't want to risk any further injuries going into next season, so on and so forth. So Justin Herbert, season over, Easton stick time. In Los Angeles, which just further cements the ending of Brandon Staley's time as the head coach in Los Angeles as well. Because Easton Stick, let's be honest here, is not going to make this Chargers team any better. I do want to contend, though, that they might not be that bad. I, we can't really get excited about Easton Stick for sure. It's not like he's been that great. But I do think that he'll ultimately be fine. He'll be fine. Easton Stick on starting. So he had a, he had an interview yesterday, a little press conference. He came out and said, I understand North Dakota State is in the NFL, but I'm used to winning. And I think that that's a nice, confident quote. Of course, North Dakota State, where he went to college, is not the greatest college in the world, especially for NFL quarterbacks. Uh, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, now Easton Stick. Um, but he went 49-3 and there and is their all-time leading passer and passing touchdown leader uh, with 8,000 more career pass yards. 88 passing touchdowns in his career there. So a decent college resume. I will say, though, that he didn't have a single season over 3,000 yards and didn't have the best touchdown-to-interception ratio. And ultimately, he was just he was just fine. Like He was a good quarterback and really got the record as the leading pass and touchdown leader by playing all four seasons at North Dakota State as the full starter. I mean, 11 games, 14 games, 15 games, 15 games in his four years there. And it's also... 
pretty crazy, right? We've had Easton Stick in the league for a lot longer than it seemed. He was actually drafted in 2019, and he's just been sitting pretty in Los Angeles just waiting, just waiting uh, to be quarterback. And now he's going to have his chance here. Uh, last week when he came in for his half, he finished with a 54% completion percentage with 179 pass yards, no touchdowns, and a couple fumbles. Um, I do want to point out that he did feed Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler had five targets in just the second half alone, and the first person he threw to was Keenan Allen. His first target went straight to Keenan Allen. Uh, or Actually, no, it was the second target, but still, then he came right back out and just kept throwing it to Keenan Allen. Not a ton was done with that. Same with Austin Eckler, but I do just think it's important to note that he is still feeding the main target getters on this Chargers offense. And if he can just do that, if Easton Stick can just rely on Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, this could be a guy who's going to get you about 200 yards, two touchdowns type of game. We're not expecting any ceiling here, but I think that ultimately, again, he will just be fine. Like if you're in a super flex league and you need a quarterback, especially for the rest of the season, you're looking to replace Justin Herbert. You're not going to get Justin Herbert numbers, but I do still think he can get you to 15 or so points for the rest of the season. And lastly on Easton Stick is he actually has a little bit of rushing floor as well. His first year in college, he ran for 500 rush yards, then 685, then 663, and 677. So he's got a little bit of mobility too, which will just give him some fantasy football points. And so Easton Stick looking like someone who will be able to be relied on a little bit going forward. I mean, he's still got Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, and they're still throwing the ball a ton. And so I'm not, you know, fading him. I think ultimately he'll be okay. And I mean, he's been in the league since 2019. I mean, he's seen some things. So look for Easton Stick to be picked up in Superflex leagues, and I think you could start him. Another quarterback that's stepping into start is good old Nick Mullins, as Josh Jobs is officially benched. They're rolling back with uh, Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins has had an interesting career. He's been been in the league for a while now. Uh, and in his career, he's averaging 206.72 yards, 1.08 touchdowns, and 0.9 interceptions a game. So basically, he's averaging about 200 yards, one touchdown, and one interception per game. Again, totally fine. Going to get you a decent floor. I have seen some ceiling from Nick Mullins, though. We've all seen it. In 2020, he had two games with over 300 pass yards. And in 2018, he even had a 400-yard passing game and a 300-yard passing game. So three 300-yard games in his career, one with over 400 yards. So the guy has some ceiling with Justin Jefferson, with TJ Hawkinson, with Ty Chandler, with Jordan Addison, with KJ Osborne. He's got some weapons. He's got a good offensive-minded head coach in Kevin O'Connell. I think Nick Mullins also is someone that you can rely on to get you about 15 or so fantasy points rest of season. I don't think he's going to deliver a floor. I think that there is a reason they went with him over Jaron Hall. Um, and I think ultimately, again, like Easton Stick, he'll get you there and he'll be totally fine. I did want to say, though, I think it's important to try to stash Jaron Hall just in case. They're not going to go back to Josh Dobbs. It's over. The Lynn Sanity run is done. So if anything happens with Nick Mullins, they're going to go to Jaron Hall. And I also think that Nick Mullins doesn't have the longest leash in the world. They spent decent draft capital on Jaron Hall. He's just a rookie, and he wasn't that bad in his small sample size. He hasn't thrown that many passes. Uh, he had two games this year where he threw passes. One, he threw only four, four passes, got three of them completed, so 75% completion percentage. And then he also went six of eight with an 83% completion percentage, or it was a seven of eight 
against the Falcons before getting the concussion. Uh, but either way, pretty solid completion percentages in his two limited sample sizes. And in his junior season at BYU, when he ultimately decided to declare for the NFL draft, he threw for over 3,000 yards. He had 31 passing touchdowns, and he only had six interceptions. So a pretty decent passing yardage total, pretty good amount of touchdowns, with a really low amount of interceptions, a really good touchdown-to-interception ratio, which if you tuned into the Wake and Take or Mind a Mansion yesterday with Podfather, that's one of the best things to look for with a rookie quarterback and in their college resume is just how well they took care of the ball. So if anything happens with Nick Mullins or if he's less than okay, I do think Jaron Hall will get a shot, and I think he needs to be stashed. I really do, especially in super flex leagues. I think that there's some potential there for sure. Some other news we have for you. It's an interesting story, but, you know, we're wake and take here, and we've got to talk about anything that comes up. And this is Matt Areza, the punt god. As we know, a couple seasons ago in 2022, he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the sixth round, and then he had a rape lawsuit brought against him um, from someone that he knew in college. And it has officially been dropped. The case has been dropped against him. This is the quote, Oreza is making no monetary payments to the woman or admitting any guilt. In exchange for her dropping her civil suit, he agreed to drop his own defamation suit against the women, against the woman. Oreza's lawyer told Yahoo Sports. Oreza is maintaining his right to sue the woman's attorney. So uh, he is no longer allowed to sue her as he dropped the lawsuit against her, but he is still retaining the right to sue his lawyer, which I think is pretty interesting. I don't know the whole technicalities on this. I don't know if the Harry Snowman is here in the chat, uh, but, you know, I wish he was. I wish he was because um, I think he could help us out here. I don't necessarily feel like the lawyer should be able to be sued. I know technically he's the guy that you know, brings this lawsuit against him, but ultimately it was the client that told him to do that. So I feel a little strange that this lawyer could end up having to pay the punt god some money, but I guess that just comes with the territory of being a litigator. Uh, so interesting for sure. But as Robert Kelly points out, she basically ruined his life. Uh, as this seems a fake case, as it seems, with it being dropped, with there no with no guilt being made, with no monetary payments, it seems like this was probably just a ploy to get some money and move on. Now, not saying that's true for sure. I mean, allegedly that would be the case. That's if you read between the tea leaves, what would be the scenario here? And it really does suck for him. I mean, rarely is a punter drafted, and then much less <laughs> is a punter just completely kicked out of the league. Uh, and it and it really does suck for him. I mean, he's young. This was a whole season ago that he was drafted. Still hasn't had a chance to be in the league. And let's face it, if he played any other position besides maybe kicker, he would still be in the league. If he was a quarterback easily, they would have just moved on. If he was a wide receiver running back, anyone on offense in particular, they would have just moved on and kept him on the team. But because he was a punter, he lost out on a contract. He lost out on potential. And now he's a couple seasons away from playing football. And as he says himself, or as the lawyer says, the win is bittersweet. He's been forced to defend himself for the last 16 months against false accusations and a career or his NFL ruining career, ruining his NFL career. He'll never get that time in his life back. So it, it's true. It's true. I mean, he lost some very valuable time in his career, some potential. I hope he gets another chance. Again, it seems that this was completely fake, a whole hullabaloo that that was unnecessary. Uh, and, and you have to feel for the punk god Matareza as unfortunately 
He was not really given a chance. And it's unsure even if he will be given another chance. I hope he is, but I mean, it's it, NFL teams don't really care about controversies when it comes to punters. And even though this defamation suit was completely dropped and the rape suit was dropped, there's still the, oh, in the past he had to battle this. And I just don't know if NFL teams want to go through that kind of process just for a punter who's maybe above average, but we can't even say that for sure. So uh, sucks for him. I hope he gets another chance, but I honestly, I honestly don't think he will. But we'll keep our eye on it. Sucks, sucks. Tough story for him. And uh, quickly, got a couple more things, and then we'll get to your questions. First off, the NFL is set to announce a Brazil game later today. So we've got the Mexico City game. We've got the there's a game in Ireland now, I believe, the Dublin game. And then we've of course got the London games. Now we're also going to have, I assume, a Rio. Rio Rio de Janeiro game coming up next season. It's set to be announced today and uh, it'll start next year. So pretty cool. Just love seeing the NFL kind of spread their roots around the world, getting it a more popular sport. Uh, cool to see. Hopefully that goes well. Brazil. Brazil's cool. And finally, some injury updates, some practice updates to keep your eye on for the rest of the week. First, I've got to set out my apologies. Jelani Woods is not playing this season. I know we basically already knew it, but it is official. Shane Steichen came out and he said that he is not expecting him to return off of IR this season. He had the setback around week 10. Uh, and then now we're heading into week 15 and still really no updates, except for the fact that now Shane Steichen comes out and says he's, he's done. He's not coming out this season. So look for him to bounce back in 2024. I will say if you're looking for a fun dart throw in dynasty that you can probably get for essentially free, why not get the hyper athletic tight end? with a mobile quarterback that latches on to tight ends in the system. We've been seeing Will Mallory. We've been seeing Mo Alley-Cox uh, and, the, and the other tight end. That name is escaping me right now on the Colts. Drew Ogletree all perform really well this season, all get a ton of usage. I think if Jelani Woods gets the tight end one role truly utilized in that way in 2024, he will be a smash at his ADP and especially his current value. So I, I do recommend trading for him in Dynasty, especially since he's essentially free right now. And then some actual people you care about, <laughs> not just me shoving Jelani Woods propaganda down your throat. Jamar Chase picked up an ankle injury apparently and has not practiced this week, but we're not going to worry too much. It's still early in the week and this is Jamar Chase we're talking about. So just keep your eye on that. Jonathan Taylor is still not practicing with his thumb injury, so it's not looking like he'll be able to return this week. Josh Jacobs, after not practicing on Monday, did pick up a limited practice yesterday with his quad injury. To me, that success suggests he will be playing this week. When you see a limited practice from a star like Josh Jacobs, ultimately they're going to come out and try their best to play. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen did not practice yesterday with a heel injury. However, I believe that since this is a Thursday night football game coming up for the Chargers, that ultimately this is just going to be viewed at, at as a rest day for him. I think that since he's Keenan Allen and they have a quick turnaround this week, I think that they are just going to try to rest him for this injury and not push him, try to risk any injury in the week. But again, keep your eye on it. We'll talk about it tomorrow as we preview Thursday night football. Justin Jefferson after being sent to the hospital on Sunday, has come out and picked up a limited practice yesterday. So Justin Jefferson should be playing. And on the other side of the Vikings uh, offense, I guess, uh, the running back, Alexander Madison, with his ankle injury, did not practice. So, so it is looking like we might have some Ty Chandler full backfield action. But again, we'll keep our eye on it as the week goes on, on these practice statuses. But again, 
Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Keenan Allen, and Alexander Madison all did not practice. And then Josh Jacobs and Justin Jefferson picked up their limited practices yesterday. So keep your eye on them going forward. That is all the news, all the updates. Let's check into some questions here. We'll start with YouTube. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Max Duggan's chances to start after Thursday. Um, good question. I think it's more likely given the fact the Chargers season is basically over. So I'll say if the Chargers lose to the Raiders tomorrow, we could actually see some Max Duggan before the year ends. But I think if Easton Stick wins, I don't necessarily think they'll go away from him um, really at all. Max Duggan didn't really look that good in preseason, was delegated to the uh, practice squad uh, during the training camps, like just didn't impress in that scenario either. So I just don't think Max Duggan is that good of an NFL quarterback, if I'm going to be honest with you. But I do think if the Chargers officially have nothing to lose, like if Easton Stick goes out there and plays less than okay and they lose the game, I do think they can move to Max Duggan for sure. The best Bill Belichick ever was was when the fan went to shake his hand and he ignored him. There are so many great Bill Belichick moments. One of my favorite Bill Belichick moments, I strongly encourage you all to look this up. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everyone listening, the podcast listeners. Go to YouTube right now or whenever you have the chance and just search Bill Belichick Long Snapper. Uh, it is just one of my favorite videos on the internet and highlights how much Bill Belichick cares about the NFL. Uh, somebody asked him essentially, why do you use a roster spot on a long snapper instead of just training your center to do long snapping? And he, I shit you not, went on for 20 minutes about the history of long snappers, why the position's important, why you can't just train your center to do it. And I know it sounds silly talking that long about long snappers, but I just found it so interesting how detailed Bill Belichick is. And I just think that that's one of the highlights of his career. Just a great head coach, great football mind. And I really do, I really do think he's amazing. Like I'm not ever going to fade Bill Belichick because of the last couple seasons. I genuinely believe he's a Hall of Fame head coach, one of the best to ever do it. And I'm never going to, like, I'm not going to change that, that belief. Let's see. Could Belichick be the next coach for the Chargers? Definitely possible, although I would hate that for Justin Herbert. As I just say, I love Bill Belichick as a head coach of football mind. I would hate that. <laughs> I would absolutely hate that for Justin Herbert. Uh, Kyler Murray or Justin Fields this week? Just give me Justin Fields. Um, doo -doo -doo. All right, that looks to be it for all the questions on YouTube. Let's check out our TikTok. So no go on just, Justin Jefferson. No, he should be good. When you see limited practices for players like Justin Jefferson, that more than likely means they're going to play. Would you rather start Cortland Sutton or Garrett Wilson? Uh, I like Cortland Sutton's matchup a lot this week against the Lions, so I think I'll lean him. Um, Kyler Murray or Joe Flacco? Give me uh, – just go Kyler Murray. I know it's the 49ers, but just, just go Kyler Murray. Odell Beckham or Hollywood Brown? Let's go with Odell. Should the Bengals fire Zach Taylor and hire Bill Belichick? No, no, no. I don't think Zach Taylor's done enough to get fired, unfortunately. I don't think he's like the greatest head coach in the world, but I don't think that he's done enough to get fired, uh, especially replaced with a head coach like Bill Belichick, who ultimately I do think his next tenure he would probably fail. I think that his type of team, the way he structures just everything in general, very hard to get success in the first season. And I do think he would have a pretty short leash just given his age 
and expectations that I do think he would ultimately fail in a new uh, opportunity. I, I really do. As much as I like Bill Belichick, I really don't think he's going to have much success again in this league. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or Deontay Foreman? Deontay Foreman. And what's my take on the Falcons' defense? Are they a top defense this week? Yeah, man. You definitely want to start the Falcons' defense this week. I think you could honestly start them every week. I mean, they, they are a very good fantasy defense. They, they randomly get some pick sixes. They get those sacks. They get the interceptions. Jesse Bates is on fire. So, yeah, I think that they're a pretty good defense this week. All right. Let's see. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it. Thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, this was a great episode of Wake and Take, and you guys were a fantastic audience. Yet again, I hope to see you all tomorrow on the Player Profiler YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, breaking down the latest news and some Thursday night football. See you all then. Have a wonderful Wednesday, a fantastic rest of your week. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.